Hey, hey, hey. Mr. Sam here, Pillars of Hamilton. Listen, if you haven't already subscribed on the uh, podcast app, make sure you like, subscribe to the podcast. That way you know whenever a new episode comes out and who will be on that episode. Also, if you're interested in advertising on the Pillars of Hamilton, I uh, I don't want any money for myself, but I would like you to donate to my favorite charity, one of my favorites, called Save the Rain. Uh, they build water catchment centers for people in Africa who don't have access to clean water, and it saves lives every day. Uh, if you're interested, please uh, shoot me a private message. We can chat about that. My guest today is Tom Gribben, an elected official here in Hamilton, New Jersey, who loves this town. We get into a deep conversation about Hamilton, about family life, and about the current state of police officers and the way they're portrayed in the media. We cover that along with many other topics. Uh, I enjoyed this conversation so much. I can't wait to have him back. Uh, and I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I did. So without any further ado, my friend, my guest, Tom Gribben. Hamilton First is here once again. What is up, Tom Gribben? How you doing? I'm good, man, because um, I'm. it's kind of surreal doing this with you. I say that because I don't know if I mentioned this to you, but I remember watching you being interviewed on the news. By Yuki. Yuki, yeah, okay. Yuki Washington. Is that a famous He's uh, Channel 3, CBS 3. Okay. Yeah, you knew he, who he was before I, you interviewed uh, yeah, you. Yes, yeah. And I was blown away nice. by how well you spoke. Yeah, I appreciate I, that. I, did, did you plan anything that you said? I mean, it sounded so authentic <laughs> and yet so perfect. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I think, uh, no, I didn't really plan it because I wasn't quite sure what he would ask. But I, I had an idea that he wanted to know about the Mount Carmel Festival. And he wanted to know about downtown Hamilton and what makes Hamilton special. So, um but I'm so used to talking to people about this town. I feel like I, I talk to people about Hamilton on a daily basis. I always said if I wasn't um, on council that I would give John Runflow a run for his money oh. as, as the chamber, as yeah. the director of the chamber. Those because are big, big shoes to fill with John, <laughs> big John. Because I feel like I'm always out there trying to promote the town because I'm very proud of it. I love Hamilton, so... Well, that's very clear. Yeah. That's super clear with uh, like everything that you do, which right. is a lot. Thanks. When I was researching you before this interview, I was like, right. "Wow, okay, I'm a busy guy." <laughs> Tom is also <laughs> a busy guy, and I don't I don't say that lightly. Thank you. Um, did you do public speaking growing up? Um, you know what? I um, when I was in high school, I thought I wanted to be on the forensics team, debate team, but I actually didn't end up doing that. I took a public speaking course um, in college, but I think that, I don't know, speaking in front of crowds or talking to people, I think came naturally to really? me. So were, you weren't nervous in not public nervous. speaking class no. going up, really? I could, uh, I, you know, could talk to, you know, a thousand people or, or you know, a room of Five and be people. just as cool as you are right now. I try to be. I yeah. try to be the same person. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. It, it's not natural to me at all. I took that public speaking class, right. and I just, I'd be afraid, like a week before doing it. Um, 
but it, it, it just do it. People ask like, you know, the, the classes or, or how do you get over the fears? Do you prepare? Do you do this and that? And I know that there's techniques, but for someone who isn't so natural, I think just getting up and doing it. Yeah, you got to give it a try. I, I know I, I, I knew from <laughs> it's funny from an early age that I wanted to go into law, and how, that how early I would say, geez, probably third grade. <laughs> what dude i was hanging out with the ninja turtles for <laughs> wrestling i was third grade no literally hand billing on election day with my dad no uh so way. so politics and and uh, a career in law was something i i think i was uh, did your dad kind of like promote this for you you like know what he's um I don't know. Uh, he's a, he's a union official, so uh, we were always very politically involved uh, when I was younger. Um, but he, you know, no one in my family was a very, you know, no one in my family um, is an attorney. Uh, so I was the first attorney. But uh, you know, I think that I don't know. I it, uh, I try to think of what my influences were. I, I just. Um, I think of politics. Well, you know, my dad being a union official led to me being a union side labor attorney. I um, so that that definitely did influence so me. So when I was a kid and I'm watching Macho Man Randy Savage yeah. and I'm thinking I want to be just like that yeah. guy. Who are you watching? I as was a kid? I was probably watching uh, the debate between George H W Bush and Michael Dukakis. And oh, okay. I was watching. Is um, that the one where he said, "Read my lips"? Re well, that was when that was at the convention in 1992 when he was in against Houston Clinton. and Clinton. Mm. Or was it 92? No, well, I think it was 88. No, it was 88 when he was running against Dukakis, no new taxes, and then okay. he became president and did raise taxes, and then he Clinton, did. Clinton used it against him. A them politician in, in lied? Uh, what? I know. Yeah. But the, when I look back on it, I, um, I've, I've, I've grown fonder of George H.W. Bush as I've gotten older, I think. Why? What about him? His policy? His, uh, as a statesman, as, as, as somebody that really... Um, believed in the values of America that believes in the best of America I really I think um, you know I, I appreciate everything that he did once he you know once he left office too he really continued to be involved especially when there were you know global crises down in Haiti and uh, he just, uh, I think he represented the best, uh, the best values uh, yeah. of America. I feel like that happens a lot where the presidents do their best work once they leave right. office. Because yeah. that's when they're free. To they're kind of free and you're not, they're not battling Congress or pushing, you know, proposals or, or policies that you don't agree with. Then. Yeah, like I know for the most part, everybody in my family bashes Jimmy Carter. <laughs> but I, I'm telling but like, look what he's doing now. He's going to Africa. He's saving lives, right. you know. Maybe, I don't know. I, I was too young, but as far as a person, he seems like a, I, I wouldn't bash a guy who's constantly out there trying to better the world. Right. I don't know, that's just me. You're part of Hamilton first. Yes. Okay, and we talk, I talked about that with Brooke Sacco, um, <clears throat> but I don't know, like, what exactly, I know you guys are independent, but mm -hmm. do you guys lean towards one side? Do you guys all, do each one of you lean a different way and just kind of meet in the middle? Like I think, um, well, the, the main thing about Hamilton First is that we always say we try to put the interest of the town of Hamilton first, and so we don't think about national politics. 
uh, we don't consider ourselves Democrats and Republicans because um, those issues, you know, th there are a lot of issues at the national level that we don't deal with at the local level. You know, the local level actually has more effect on people's lives than anything in the national level. And so we just try to focus on what is best for the town, uh, do the right thing, um, promote the town in the best light possible, uh, try to bring in business, um, you know, foster this community for, you know, our families to grow in. So uh, Hamilton First focuses on Hamilton. We don't you know, we're, we're, we don't have to worry about the county politics or the statewide politics. And so I think we're freer in a sense to say, hey, listen, we're going to, you know, focus on what we think is best for, for Hamilton. And right, because you don't have any, um, it, it's whatever you guys want it to be. Yeah. You guys don't have to follow. I feel like the Democratic Republican thing, just especially nowadays with what's going on, I've never seen such an us versus them mentality it's pretty bad it's yeah. really bad it's really right bad. Yeah. I, I wish that there were why can't there be an america first <laughs> uh i mean that sounds kind of simplified right. i'm sure but man i feel like there has to be some serious changes uh, an independent party I, I i think people are longing for an independent party um uh, the term, you know, the term America first, I think, has some negative connotations from things in the past. But I think that there are ideas that the Republican Party espouses and ideas the Democratic Party espouses that the people could really support. And you, I mean. But a lot of times people aren't seeing that. They're no. just saying, seeing their team. Their team. Us versus them. Us versus them. So a Democrat, uh, the Republican said that, so I'm angry at him. Right. But if the Democrat said the exact same thing, well, I support that. I'm seeing that kind of stuff all the time from family, from friends. Where <clears throat> I'm not arguing politics with them because what do I know? Right. Uh, you know, I just want you know this place to be as, as good as it can be like anyone else. But what I do know is what's happening isn't making things better. Right. It's just a fight, right? And 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 no one wants to give in. They just want to be the winner. I feel not much gets done in Congress. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so. how are you guys treated by the Democrats and Republicans? <laughs> if I can ask these kind of questions, <laughs> um, I uh, I think they are. Uh, I think they're shocked by our success here in town. I and love so, it, <laughs> and, yes. and we're very happy about that. I mean, Hamilton first started in 2005, and I ran uh, the first time in 2008, and I lost. How and old were you? I was, how old was I? You're young, man. Oh, uh, 39, so I was um, 28. You were 28 running. 28, yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then I, um, I lost by, I think, like 77 votes. I came in fourth. So the top three win. I came in fourth. Such a small town. Yes. <laughs> and uh, at the time, and I think it still might be, I think I had the, the most votes ever for a candidate that lost. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's not your only record, right? Like you have some other records that I was reading. So I was the, um, so then I, I ran again the next year in 2009 and won, and uh, one of the youngest council. You were 20, you were under it. 30 years yes, old. under 30 years old. Wow. Just had Grace, uh, my oldest. Mm -hmm. And um, then I lost in 2011 oh. by 13 votes. <sighs> so that was kind of tough. And oh. I came back in 2013, and I won by 13 votes. 
Get out! Get out there and vote, people. It was, it was crazy, and then won again in 2015, and won again in 17, and I'm for re-election now. So, does that make you? I think I read this. Correct me if I'm wrong. That you are the the longest running at this point, longest running. So Sam Rodeo and I uh, currently uh, have run the most campaigns in Hamilton first. So this will be my. You're probably pretty good seventh, at it by now. Sixth campaign or seventh campaign? Let me see. Nine or eight, nine. 11, 13, 15, 17, and 19. Yeah, this is my seventh. And, and the position is? So I'm a councilman, and then the, uh, the mayor has the, uh, has the ability each year to make an appointment of deputy mayor. And so for the last five years, he's appointed me as deputy mayor. Oh, that's awesome. So that I'm now the longest serving deputy mayor in the town's history. What is your responsibility as deputy mayor? So when the mayor is... Um, if there is a, a, a conflict on a vote in which the mayor has to recuse himself, then um, I, you know, I take the lead in asking for the motion to be made. Um, if there are ceremonies that the, the mayor cannot attend, he sends me in his place. Um, if there is a resolution that needs to be signed that the mayor is unable to sign, then it comes mm. to me. Um, I sign the checks with the mayor so you're his main man yeah steve didinato steve, right steve and i have been together since the since the beginning i ran with steve and back uh, in 2000 uh 2009 wow steve's been in since 2009 and did you guys know each other beforehand we did but i think brooks spilled a little secret that i'm wasn't born and bred in hamilton so. oh <laughs> you want i don't know if we want to go into dark waters just yet sir i know so too. are you uh, i've been asking people are you a hamiltonian i Yes, I am a Hamiltonian, but okay. I wasn't born here. <laughs> so, okay, what gives you the bravery? I mean, from my side of view, I am so decades off from ever being able to even ask someone, can I be a Hamiltonian? But I'm telling you, Tom Gribben, one day, me and you, <laughs> I might it. be in a wheelchair wheeling up, and finally, I. what does it take, man? What did you do? I Well, so my wife is a Hamiltonian, but it's my, my wife, Sarah. Uh, she was born and raised here but her parents were not they uh, my mother-in-law comes from berlin my father-in-law comes from uh, barnegat and they figured that hamilton was the midway point when they got married i think my mother-in-law won out on that one <laughs> <laughs> we're a bit closer to berlin than we are to uh, to barnegat but um they've been here for uh, i think since the early 70s and uh, i know their neighbors still consider them the new kids on the blocks so. really <laughs> this is such a funny town it man <laughs> yeah so sarah was born and raised here but she doesn't have that uh, she doesn't have a lot of cousins and uh you know that um uh, but do you need that i mean you don't need that to, to be to be a, a true hamilton a lot of hamiltonians are you know or have a lot of deep roots here with a lot of big families and a lot I of mean, extended family that graveyard that i drive by i can just take a peek and i will always see a last name that i know right i just got here but i'm like oh that must be his grandpa and oh there's his oh, yeah. aunt over there oh, you yeah. know so i i i came here uh when sarah and i got engaged and then we got married and uh wanted to put our roots down in here and had grace and bren then page and i know bren and page yeah. very well i don't know grace as well right. but uh, i mean your daughters your whole family man and i'm right. uh, i gotta be completely honest with you I don't know if you get this all the time or if this is the first time anyone's ever told this to you, but man, the first word that comes to my mind when I see pictures of you guys is like, this is a presidential family right here. <laughs> from the from you and your wife down to all your daughters, I'm just like, 
I could see this guy <laughs> leading our country. <laughs> and that's just from yeah. the pictures, man. Yeah, thank you. And then I see the interview, and uh, I hear talking to you. I'm like, I wish politicians were more, at least the ones who are higher up, were as easy to talk to and as real as you are. Thank you. I appreciate that. I try to be, I, I, I make a, like, I think it comes naturally. I try to be the same person all the time. I don't, you know, there's some, some people that, you know, they're, they're different at work than they are at home. Or when they're out on, the, you know, when they see people out on the street, they might act differently. And I, The majority I, of people. I try to be the same person all the time. Um, especially when I'm at work, you know, things get people down. So I try not to bring things that get me down at work. If I'm down, I still try to be a happy-go-lucky person. I treat everybody the same, fellow attorneys, our, our, our staff, our support staff. And uh, I, try to, I try to do that in my everyday life. I, I, want, I treat people like I want to be treated. Yeah, is that is that hard for you to do, or does it come naturally? I I think it comes naturally because I, I I love people, I really do. I love learning about people's stories, and what kind of you know what makes them tick, why they are the way they are. I like to hear, I like to hear people talk. I like to talk, as you can tell. <laughs> well, that's why I'm doing yeah. the show, man. Uh, I think a lot of yeah. people want to be heard, and I want to hear their story and get right. their story out there. So that's I, I love people too. I, why I, you and I have a similar situation that we always have to put on our, our game face and our, our that you know like I was saying um, to Raymond the other day my you know when my son was sick for 16 days that's tough it was yeah. so tough the unknown um, but still I had a hundred something kids here that I had to put the, the face on right and, you know they're all running up to me I'm trying to give every single kid attention and um, I made it, you know. Right. Uh, you know, it made me stronger in the end. I'm sure. But your stomach's in knots. Yeah. Oh, it was brutal. I know. I. But geez, I don't. I, my heart broke for you guys because that has to be scary. As the father of three girls, I'm the same way. Anytime they, uh, anytime I hear a cough, <laughs> you know, my my heart jumps into my throat. Oh. I, you know, it's 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 tough. Yeah, I can't even watch certain movies anymore. Oh, or, I know. Or the news. I and that's like I any. That bad news, like my wife will tell me, "Oh, did you hear the story about this or that?" And I'll say, "No, I," and I don't want to know. Oh my gosh! Don't I, tell me about Tom it. Tom Grimmel, yeah. Lisa, are you listening to this? <laughs> We're living in the same yeah. boat. She comes up. Lisa researches it all, and I know. and that's great. She's informed. Yes. I don't want that information. I don't want to know about it. I know. Yeah. I'm always tell her. She'll say, "Well, I want to know just in case." I said, "No, oh, I don't." Yeah. Because I, I. No, I can see I'm both points. I'm a very uh, uh, emotional person. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Do you? Oh, yeah. I think that has to do with being Italian and Irish. Yeah. <laughs> You're Italian and Irish, yes. huh? I have to remind people in Hamilton that I'm half Italian. Yeah. My oh, mother's side is all they, Italian. Uh, yeah. They still don't count it. <laughs> These people are tough, man. They're tough. They're tough. <laughs> like it doesn't matter. They voted matter. you in, so you know maybe they like the Irish. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do Do you ever go to Ireland? I haven't. No. I've been I, there. Oh, it's, I want to in the worst way, but Sarah's not much of a traveler. Oh, really? So do you guys not go? We do. Time? We go on vacation, but we stay in the United States. Okay. We went to St. Lucia for our honeymoon. I think that's the. Yeah, that's the furthest we've been away. I've since. been to St. Lucia. Yeah. yeah, nice place. It is very nice. Um, so Sarah, how did you guys meet? We met at Villanova. That's where I did undergrad. So we were, 
She will tell you that we met um, my sophomore year, and we had biology together. I do remember her, although she told me I, I blew her off once. Oh, um, when, did she like you back then? I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> we'll to get I had a charmer. Because then we, we, uh, we met again our junior year, and uh, I liked her, and I wanted to uh, ask her out. So then my buddies and I, every Thursday, we used to go bowling in um, at the Devon Lanes on the main line, and I invited her to come bowling, and she turned me down. Oh, no way! <laughs> did you ask her face-to-face? I mean, I think that's how you did, did oh, it. Oh, it was I am, too, back then, too. Oh, there was instant message yeah, back there was then. Okay, instant message. Okay. Yeah, so this is... Um, you didn't, pass a note, you didn't pass yeah. a note across no, the desk, no. circle, yes or no. <laughs> and then uh, our our senior year at Villanova, we had to live off campus. So Villanova, the, at the time, it was three years of housing, and then your senior year, you had to live off campus. They've changed it now. They got a lot more money since they won the national championship, so mm. they built more housing. But at that time, we lived in Wayne, and her and her roommates moved in um, to the duplex next door. And so we just started dating from yeah. there. And then um, we decided uh, that we were both going to law school. And I brought her back to Pittsburgh, where I was born and raised. And uh, she ended up going to school out there, and I did too, at Duquesne. And then we came back here. It's hard to take a Jersey girl out of Jersey. It's even tougher to take a Hamilton girl out of Hamilton. You know, I'm from Florida, New York City, St. Louis, Missouri, and, and you know, everyone hears these things, the Jersey girl thing. And yep. it's yeah, true. And so here, you're like, <laughs> it's true. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's for real. Yeah. Yeah. And now you guys have three daughters. Now we have three daughters, and I couldn't be happier. I'm glad. I'm just, I'm so happy can that you, we're in Hamilton. Can you tell me what's because I mean I got what a month? Uh, I got a you're month and a half. Girls change you. Oh, how am I going to change? For so? the better. Okay. For the so better. So this is so, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to be hearing a different Mr. <laughs> Sam in about a month That's and a half. It. So enjoy this while it lasts. That's um, it. You're going to be more um, conscious of everything. I think. I, I just. Um, I love my girls, and they they do. They make you. I don't know if they, they make you more sensitive or more aware, um, but I think. I've changed uh, for the better. That's what I always say. I always say the girls change you for the better. Yeah. You know. They've made you into a more sensitive yeah. human. Right. God, because I'm already a pretty sensitive dude. Yeah, yeah. you're just going to be crying every day. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, my little baby yeah. Ashy who was sick the other day. Nice. I mean, that kid, that baby is my boy. Yeah. Like, And I'm thinking, if I love this kid this much, like, what is this daughter going to do to me, she man? Is, oh, my world. That, I mean, I think... That's really what got me started in in wanting to be more involved in the town, was that we were laying down our roots. We had just had Grace, um, and I really loved what was happening in Hamilton. And I said, you know, if I'm going to raise my family here, you know, I want to make sure that this town continues to thrive for, you know, the the people that we knew, our friends that were starting to have kids that were laying down roots in Hamilton. I said, I want this town to just continue to move forward and be a great town for them to grow up in because I, I grew up in a suburb out, out, out in Pittsburgh and um, I love this I love this town a feel you know having having an actual town it feels like uh, you know a Norman Rockwell but there's a lot of towns out there what, yeah. what is it about Hamilton Hamilton it's I always say it is the people because there's so many good people in Hamilton there's so many like you, you're talking to a lot of really good people that care about this town and do 
tremendous things. You don't have to throw your hat in the ring to and be an elected official to, to get involved. And, and you see that there's so many people that will work with the Main Street Board or they'll, they'll serve on a committee, a Parks and Rec, or they serve on the uh, Historical Committee because they, they care, you know, and they want... Um, they want to preserve things for the rest of, of, of Hamilton, and they donate a lot of their time uh, to do that. And, and so I always say it's the people. There's a lot of hardworking people in this town, from you know our farmers to to, to everybody. And there's, and there's a lot of good family values in Hamilton. Oh, the family values, man. That's it. When I first got here, uh, I had a little rude awakening, um, you know, because you know. Filling in for Miss Dina, not easy for anybody on the planet. Tough. Uh, very, very tough. tough. She's yes. the best. I want to get her on the show. Dina, if you're listening, come on Come here. on back up from Brigantine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, please. Uh, and so I'm here, and I'm used to um, only receiving you know, love and, and, and receiving positive uh, affirmations and right. whatever. And I get here, and suddenly I'm... Um, were you at the meeting, my very first meeting under the pavilion there before the first school year? Probably. Oh, yeah. Because we, because that was Bryn. Yep. Yeah, that, that was Bryn. Bryn right. Because Bryn had one year with Miss Dina and then one year with you guys. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. I remember sitting in that pavilion and just looking out at all those eyes. We laid out like this whole platter of food no one touched. <laughs> hey, guys, come get a drink. Man, I've, I had people coming up to me afterwards saying like, wow, I feel bad for you. <laughs> you <have to> <laughs> But I'm telling you, there's a, there's a lot of loyalty in him. Such too. loyalty. Yeah. yeah. And um, but now you're you're a Hamiltonian. I whoa whoa <laughs> don't get me hurt, man. <laughs> but, but everybody I, knows Mr. Sam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It makes everything that happened that first year, and it's not like anyone did anything malicious or bad. They were just protecting right. their children, protecting the town. Cautious. Wanna, yeah. Right. I mean, I'm watching a lot of kids here. Right. They want to make sure I'm not. You know, there's a lot of bad stories out there. They want to make sure the best is coming because they had the best. Right. Um, I was, I'm a sensitive dude, man. Uh, Lisa, you know, be strong, Sam. Yeah, they'll see your heart. And, yeah. you know, no, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, the you same know, way. persevere, persevere. And now we get to enjoy all that Hammond has to offer from Good. the love of everyone. I was, I've, I've said it a few times on the podcast, the outpouring of support when Ashley was sick uh, to, if I just need a favor, mm-hmm. it's a phone call away to I, dozens, maybe, maybe even hundreds of people, oh, to yeah. be honest. And that's, you can always count on somebody. Um, if you need, if you need anything in Hamilton, that's how I've always seen it. It's, it's a really, really great town, and that's why. And I think back to circling back to the first thing you said. That's why I feel like it's so easy for me to promote the town because you, mm. if when you love the town, it's it's so easy to talk about. And I'm always selling this town because I work in Philly, so I'm always seeing people in Philly, and I tell them, "Oh, you gotta come down to Hampton, Blueberry Capital of the World. Come down to our Main Street. Check out our craft beverage industry. <laughs> <laughs> that is really good, man. The Eagle Theater, the arts, you know, everything. Yeah, so, I think that's why you come across as this politician who feels real and comforting because you are thanks. being real and comforting, comforting, and maybe 
a lot of politicians just say what they think the voters want to hear, and that's why it doesn't come off as sincere. Uh, I have the same policy for myself uh, here when I talk to the kids, when I talk to the parents. You know, 99.9% mm. of the times are easy conversations and fun, you know, but uh, obviously every now and then you have to deal with some stuff. But I know from my heart that no matter what I'm doing, it's for the kids, it's for the camp, it's for the town, so I can just speak freely and be confident about what I say, and um, works out that way. Right being authentic and being real yeah and you know if you have a lot of love to give it's it's fun because you get it back too absolutely yeah man so <laughs> like i was saying i see you in these pictures i see you online you. you're always looking like pristine by the way raymond the speaker of how you're looking raymond told me to ask about the way you dress <laughs> <laughs> i uh yes so if uh I guess we all have vices in our lives and, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, <laughs> suits uh, and custom shirts and ties. You get the custom, yeah, huh? Well, yes. Yeah, I like the custom yeah. shirts, uh, suits, uh, nice shoes. Shoes really make the suit. So Do they? I, I always say. You could spend more on your shoes than you do on your suit. If I ever need to go out and get fitted for a suit, like I was Buy the, the kid. Buy the shoes first. Buy the shoes first? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, do they ever come no, in? No, don't a buy them for. I, I would say make sure that you can get the nicest pair that you can get. Yeah. Shoes. And what 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 kind of shoes are your like gems? Uh, <laughs> like what are they made of? We got leather. No, leather. Yeah, I don't go anything crazy like okay, uh, no alligator skin. or crocodile. No, <laughs> no I no. could not imagine no. you, Tom Gribben. No. There. Uh, just leather, but I like uh, I like American made shoes, uh, Alden and uh, and Allen Edmonds. Okay, I might have to consult with you because okay. uh, I've got top of the line Walmart. Nothing fits me. It's either too big or way too tight. I have broad shoulders, yeah. so it's like everything is tight in the shoulders. Yep. And I have I have to get the shoulders out usually. Yeah. So. Oh, out. Okay. Yep. So uh, you're the guy. Can, can you consult me one of these? Sure. Days? Absolutely. Yeah. I need at least one. <laughs> yeah. But I do. They uh, they uh, they definitely. Uh, rag on me for uh for my suits and uh you know, but, but uh, dress to you got to be you got uh, to be sharp uh, yeah. especially you know in philly i'm i'm going up against attorneys that uh you know the sky's the limit for as much as they spend on their suits so i get right a lot yeah you have to dress good for the courts uh, yeah. right so tell right. me about that like what what so is your profession i i do uh i represent a lot of cops firefighters and corrections officers in philly and throughout uh New Jersey and Pennsylvania. What type of cases have you? Uh, so, if um, we do a lot of interest arbitration, that you know, if a um, so we represent the, um, the Philadelphia Police Department. If the Philadelphia Police Department and the City of Philadelphia can't come to terms on their contract, they go before a neutral arbitrator, who hears both sides and then kind of picks the terms and conditions of the next contract. So he'll award what their percentage increases should be for their raises. Um, he might uh, change the terms of their health care plan. You know, maybe the officers have to pay more in um, co-pays, or maybe they pay towards premium share. Uh, he may implement, um, you know, changes to the pension plan. So we, we 
we represent the police departments in those cases. If um, an officer is disciplined, I represent them. I was going to ask about that. Do you also deal yeah. with that? Yes, at, uh, at grievance, uh, grievance arbitration. Uh, so. Is it over the last five years with the things that have been going on, has it changed the game? It, uh, it has. Uh, it's, um, you know, I, I really, you have to, I really respect the work of uh, police and firefighters and corrections officers and um, anyone that chooses to put themselves and put their lives in risk every day to serve the community is a special person in my eyes. And so I always say that I like to work hard for hardworking men and women, and uh, you know I hope I've been accomplishing that for the last um, 13 years. Yeah, so. and we have some really great ones here. And, uh, and shout out to my friend Sean Grasso. What's up, Sean? Sean's a good guy. He's a great guy. Yeah. Um, did you ever read his comic book? Oh, yes. The uh, one that came out? Shawnee uh, Shoehands? Yeah, Shawnee Shoe. Yeah, it, it came out a couple so years good. ago, right? Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, I'm going to have him on here to promote it. It's this very special it's a book. very good guy. Um, what is your take on it? Because obviously there are bad police officers just like there's bad anything in any profession. But I, how do you feel about the way the media handles that? Wow, this is deep. It's um, uh, Coming from you, it, I'm yeah. very curious about your opinion on that. I have my own, but I want to know yours. It, um, you know, I always try to step back and put myself in the, um, in the shoes of the officer. When you're making split-second decisions that are life and death, it's so easy for the media or people to look at it from afar and when you're slowing down video and you're not seeing it as it actually happened you could you can point out all the wrong that somebody's doing but mm -hmm. until you're actually in that situation i just I, I couldn't imagine what it must be like for for police officers i mean they're trying to you know keep the community safe and they want to go home and have dinner with their kids and their families that night and so uh, I truly believe that the, ma the vast majority of officers are in it for the right reasons mm -hmm. and making decisions based on what they think is right at that particular moment. Um, I think that there is an, an over emphasis on some of the, the wrong that officers have done throughout the country, and there's an overgeneralization. You do believe it's overemphasized? I think it's overemphasized. I think it's uh, the vast, vast majority of officers are are definitely in this for the right reasons, and they do make decisions based on what they think is the best choice at that time. Did you see recently those officers uh, getting, I think maybe it was in Harlem, where they just got bombarded Part by water, water guns? Yeah. I mean, police officers... And the buckets thrown at them. It's, right. It's awful. It's awful. You know? But I, I, you know, I do understand... I do understand the... Um, that there are people that feel uh, marginalized, that there are people that feel as though they are not, you know, as supported by law enforcement officials as, as other communities. I, I can see that. Which is, uh, of course, I mean, each yeah. city's different. I mean... Right. And uh, th a lot of those people are just struggling and angry as it is, you right. know, um, getting arrested a few times on top of it. Yeah. You know, they're not going to be fans of the police officers. Police officers do have such a tough job. And I thought about it. That was actually one of, like, my top three jobs. And I'm so glad I didn't do it because the stuff that they have to do... I, well, you were saying you don't know all the details when these things happen. Right. 
but, but just think about the details of the years before where they're so used to being lied to all the time mm -hmm. and uh, just seeing the same people making the same mistakes over and over again, mm -hmm. just treated like garbage over and over again. Uh, there's so many things that people do not see that have, I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they, they can get up and know, because they're doing the same thing that I'm doing, that you're doing. They're trying to help the world. Right. But I, you, me, we get a lot of positive feedback every day. I mean, I go downstairs and I just got yeah. bombarded with it. It's like, it's what I need. Right. <laughs> but if I had to every single day go and try to help people who don't want my help. That's tough. Wow. Absolutely. I, it, it's, and, and that's why I respect what they do because I know that I, I couldn't do it. And I think it takes a special person to do it. And I think the people, the, uh, the people that choose to grow up and be police officers, they do it for the right reasons. I don't think anybody is entering the police force to harm people. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, there's a lot of training involved. Um, I, do you think, though, do you think that they could do a better job of screening and testing police officers before they hire them? Or do you think that they're doing a sufficient job? Training, screening, I don't think it would hurt to have additional screenings. I, I guess I, I don't, you know, the uh, I don't deal much with what they do in basic training and what they do in the academy. You okay. know, I don't I don't know exactly uh, the rigors of that and what those background investigations are like. But um, I guess you know, just like with employers uh, and while we're actually dealing with it in, in Philadelphia, uh, social media has become really. Uh, a gateway into people and what they believe and what they think, especially what they post on Everyone has Twitter or what they post on Facebook. And just like employers that want to know more about somebody they might be hiring, they might go on you know, their Facebook page or check out what they've posted on Twitter or Instagram. Um, you know, public employers may be doing that more often with the uh, public employees that they hire mm. too. 74 officers in Philadelphia have now been suspended as a result of oh. Facebook posts and social media posts that have been deemed um, inappropriate, racist. Inappropriate and racist. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. Can't do that. Yeah. yeah. When you grow up, you're in a profession that uh, you're working with people. You can't put that stuff out there. A lot of times I'll look on my Facebook page and, you know, as someone who hires other people, now I'm thinking on a different radar, like, you know, if, if I see... Uh, you know, so much negativity and hatred. I don't want that in my, on my business. You know, I don't want that. Right. I want people who are, and I know that there are families who are only posting the very best picture. And but whatever you're posting, that's what people are seeing you as. Um, I do think for people just to 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 show them their best selves, if they want a career where they're dealing with people, or they want. Um, to have a, a political position, you just you, social media is part of it. You're putting yourself out there, and you have uh, being a police officer. You have to be professional 24/7. Right. I have to. Um, I'm sure you do. And and I want to ask you, um, what's the average Joe stuff you do? <laughs> the average Joe. I like yeah. to. Uh, that's so funny. I mean, it's. Uh, like what's it like? I look at a you. Day. <laughs> hold on, hold. On, let me say it. When I see you, man, like I picture you. You wake up, probably breakfast is made, big glass of orange juice. <laughs> the girls are probably just dressed themselves perfectly. Everyone's just <laughs> smiling, hugs, have a great day. 
And then you just walk out with a smile and, and yeah. save the town. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I We're appreciate good. that. I hope we give that that, that appearance you off. You totally do. But it is, uh, it's far from that. <laughs> So what are the little far, things in is, between that we're not seeing? I mean, I have to give all the credit in the world to my wife, Sarah. I mean, she is just, she is a super mom to the the definition of a super mom. It takes a lot of, uh, we, you know, we, we are definitely take pride in making sure that our daughters are well-dressed and that they look their best and we try to look our best, you know, so, but that takes a lot of work, you know, and I, and it, a lot of it falls on her to make sure that all their outfits match and that they're you know they're ironed and they're put out before the the next day because we're always you know rushing around in the morning and um do the girls like dressing up oh yes oh yeah they they take after their daddy (laughs) 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 although my wife she you know she's she's you know really nice uh fashion and she's always dressed she's into it too she's into it too so it's you know we, you know, the whole family. Yes, it's a good. Uh, That's a why compliment. the pictures. We try. We try. Yeah, <laughs> we try to make it look like we have it all together. It's 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 a, a juggle. You know, driving to uh, driving or taking the train to Philly is not easy because that's it's not that close you just um, switch it up sometimes train sometimes car yes my wife so sarah works she's an attorney too and uh she she's works working in, too yeah she's working too you guys yeah she works in a haddonfield so we drive to uh to haddonfield and i'll hop on the train from there patco into philly uh, wh- my firm also has an office in haddonfield so i work out of that office sometimes too but i always tell everybody at the end of the day there is nothing better than coming down route 30 and we start to hit the farms, and you know you're getting close to Hamilton, and it's just, you know, uh, you just feel a sense of peace. Mm. Because I do like working in Philly, and I like the hustle and bustle of being in a big city and, and doing the work that I do, but I love nothing more than to come home and kind of be away from it all and be out here in this beautiful town in the, uh, in the country, <laughs> you know? And so uh, I, love, I love that drive. And that time is also mine and Sarah's time to kind of, you know, decompress and talk to each other because we're in the car for yeah. 40 minutes to Adamfield and 40 minutes back. So, and then we get home and the girls are, you know, telling us about their day and we're trying to get them ready for the next day. So, Paige, ever talk about Reed Preschool? She loves it. She she <laughs> knew I was coming here today. Mm. She had a gold medal around her neck that you had given to her. I remember giving her Oh, that. yes. She wore it all day today because she knew I was coming to talk to you. Oh, <laughs> Tom Griffin. Talk about sensitive guy over here. Man, you're going to make me. Paige, shout out to you. So proud Paige, of you. Paige loves the Mr. Growth, Sam, Miss Lisa. <laughs> uh, the growth uh, from the beginning of the year to the end, just coming out of her shell and just so sweet. She, thank you. So let me uh, tell you viewers what I'm looking at now before it goes in my treasure box. Um, I have an illustration uh, by Paige here that yes. Tom has brought with him. Um, it is Miss Lisa and Mr. Sam. I'm guessing Miss Lisa has the hair. The curly hair, yes. Okay, what is that on the back of my I head? I don't know. It's like kind of like a mohawk. She did mention or? karate. I don't know if it has something to do with karate. Okay, okay. Well, Both Bryn and Paige. I think one of their most excited, the most excited they've been is when they came home from Reed with the board that they broke. That, I mean, I remember I had to go out and buy more boards for, <laughs> for Bryn to break. Did you go to the martial arts store? Because they don't just sell those at Walmart. As I, as I learned. 
<laughs> Those boards do not break as easily. No, and they got splinters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's um I remember my first board when I was a kid yep. and just you get so nervous yeah. and you go up there and that break that it gives you so much confidence and uh that's what I'm trying to give the kids with it. Oh yeah. Um they love it. The girls love it. But I that was one thing I I, I think I would have really enjoyed karate. I didn't get into it. I played baseball when I was younger, uh, swam, I played football in high school, and, and then golf, and that's what I continue to do, golf's, golf. like, yeah, golf's like my big thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's like a really good thing for a politician, because you guys get try. to chat. Try. I'm like, I'm, and in my firm, we, we have, you know, over 50 attorneys in my firm, I'm like the designated golfer, which kind of shocks me. Oh, the man. So I, but I love it, because anytime one of our clients have a golf outing, you know they're signing they're signing Tom up to go there, so it could nice. be a Wednesday, and I get to go golfing at a nice golf. Do you course. travel all around? Like I do. We represent uh, a lot of police departments. Like uh, I was out in Pittsburgh. We represent Allegheny County Police. Um, we represent. There's the a big one here in town. Erie right? Police. Is there a big one here in town? I remember them talking about it at the Chamber of Commerce, or maybe it's not in town. Just uh, some kind of golf. Uh, you don't know what I'm talking about? Golf event that we. Yeah, oh, I thought event. you were talking about work. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, go- well, the the Chamber of Commerce uh, golf outing is a is, is a big event every okay, year. We do, do that, that one too. Do that one, yeah. Okay. Uh, that's the first Wednesday in October. Hey, can I ask you a question? Sure. Ben Ott, how's he at golf? Ben Ott, I haven't actually played golf with Ben Ott. Ben Ott and I are good friends, but I don't think we've been in the same foursome. Um, I don't know. Maybe he's going to definitely be on the show. He's a good friend of mine. Okay, yeah, yeah. he's a good guy. Uh, actually, he's a newborn. What's up? He has a newborn. I know. Yeah. Congrats Congratulations, to you, ben. ben. Part of my crew with the four kids. Another guy, not born and raised here, but I think he would consider himself a Hamiltonian. Do you think so? I no, no. Mm. I'm so glad you said that because you are so wrong. Tom. No. The he name no. of this show changed because of Ben Ott. Because as I was going around and asking the people I wanted to be on the show, it was going to be called Hamiltonians Unite. And the first person I asked was Ben because he's my good buddy. And he goes, no, because I'm not a Hamiltonian. Oh, come on, Ben. You're in my eyes. You're a Hamiltonian, dude. If Tom says it, <laughs> I Tom don't know. Says, does that make it official? I don't know what that <laughs> Who means. Who is? Who is the yeah. person that can make it official? Jeez, is it know, Steve DiDiannato? It might he? be Steve. I'll tell you. Um, so, like you said, trying to have positive affirmation. You know, that first year that I ran, I had only lived in Hamilton for two years. Talk about ambitious. But um, respect. Thank you. <laughs> respect i um there was you know i love him god bless him um he, he passed a couple years ago his name was jim matro he's a farmer marty matro uh her husband and uh jim was uh an old old-time hamiltonian i mean um born and raised here families go way back and uh is a farmer you know just great really great guy and he and Marty were really involved with Hamilton first and I didn't know many people when I first came to Hamilton I knew my in-laws I knew um, Paul Esposito who was a councilman and his daughter and my wife were good friends and uh, Jim and uh, Jim and Kelly Donio Mm. Uh, shout out to you too yes and so uh, I got to meet Hamilton the people of Hamilton first so I would say it's a Hamilton first family because they feel like family to me. The people that are involved in Hamilton First are an extension of my family. 
um, Sam Rodeo and his wife Bernadette and his kids and Steve DiDonato and Debbie and Kiki and Matt, um, the Donios, John and Gigi DiDonato, Ed Woolerman and his family. When I first came here, I started to go to lunch with these guys at Trina's when it was at the Bellevue Bagel Shop. Trina, Shipione, Ray's mother, had a shop there, oh. and it was Trina's. And we would go there almost every day while I was waiting for the results of the bar to come out. And um, and they would, t- I would hear the stories of Hamilton every day from from them. And so then I got involved with Hamilton first, and I meet more people, and I meet the Matros, and. Um, one day while we were campaigning, uh, Mr. Matro pulled me aside and he said, uh, you know what, kid, I think, I think you're going to be okay. I think you're going to make it in this town. And to hear him say that <laughs> just made me feel so great. And um, I, tell, I, I tell a lot of people that story because he, he really uh, um, meant a lot to me. And uh, if Jim Matro could tell me that you know, I was going to make it in Hamilton, that, that meant something. So. Yeah. If, uh, if Jim Matro was here today and he told somebody that uh, they were a true Hamiltonian, I think that would, uh, that, yeah. would, that would be enough. I think, I think sometime down the line you should probably pay it forward to another new guy who's coming up <laughs> yeah. who deserves it, you know. Because us guys who want to be Hamiltonians, right. you know, it ain't easy. I know. It ain't easy. I, um, but, yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely – I always say I, I never – People say, oh, well, you weren't born and raised here. And I said, you're right. I never had the privilege of being born and raised in Hamilton. But I do have the choice to, to live here, and I made Hamilton my home. And your kids, and they get kids, the experience. They're Hamiltonians. Is there a better place to raise kids? Cause I, I think it's great. I, I'm Just the, the, the downtown aspect that we have, uh, I mean, our police department makes you know our, our town one of the safest in South Jersey. The Main Street uh, organization and all the events, Cassie Yacavelli, who I think is amazing, and and what she's done with Main Street and all the volunteers and the events that they have, my kids love. I love Downtown Trick or Treat. It's one of my favorite events every year. Downtown Trick or Treat, uh, the parades, Kiwanis Halloween Parade, the Fire Firemen's Christmas Parade, um, the Fourth of July Parade that we have. Just you know you really it's so crazy that we have this in our town american you know this, so this is american. what america is this is what american yeah. is and it when i tell people i live in a small town i think they get this idea of of maybe people who aren't educated or you know there's nothing to do and it's the opposite yeah. the people here are intelligent they're motivated uh and they're loving to one another yeah. it's it's uh, we it's the best man it is and I, I have to say, there, there are so many um, people that have, there are so many new people that moved to Hamilton. I would say over a third of Hamilton now are people that weren't born and raised here. Mm. There are a lot of people that are choosing to live in Hamilton. And I bet you they consider themselves Hamiltonians. It's a, when I was looking for a school, we searched many places, yep. but as soon as I came here, Got a drink in the back of Cassianos, uh, <laughs> went to Silver Coin. Someone was dressed as Santa walking around. I uh, came to this yard, Adina's yard, and I, I was so sold. And pff, man, did we yeah. make a right, the right choice. I'm glad you guys did. Thank you. Thank you. So a couple more questions. Sure. Um, you've been doing this for a long time now, yes. your position. What would you consider, what are you most proud of? Like, What are the biggest accomplishments you guys have uh, made? I think, well... You know, especially you know infrastructure improvements. But the you you look at at, at how far Hamilton's come. I, when I first when Sarah and I first started dating, 
um, you know, that was at a time when Hamilton was kind of on a, on a downturn at that point. And downtown Hamilton didn't look like what it does today. And I remember when I would first came to Hamilton to go to my, you know, to go to Sarah's parents' house, they live on Woodlawn. And instead of having me drive right down Bellevue and turn on Marlin and then turn on Woodlawn, my mother-in-law would tell me, well, once you get off the expressway, come on down, you'll see Ileano's on your left, uh, make a right on the first, then uh, make a left onto Passmore, take Passmore down to uh, Egg Harbor, uh, take Egg Harbor to Grape, Grape to Liberty, Liberty to Woodlawn, and you'll be at our house. Because they don't want me to go through downtown Hamilton. It was that bad? I think it was it, it was at a time that it was it was pretty bad, and then 2005 came along, and a lot of private investment in downtown Hamilton, and it really turned around. And so then we started, or Hamilton first started promoting the arts and doing infrastructure improvements. Mm. There were so many, there were roads that hadn't been paved in years. There were grants that hadn't been utilized, and so that it took a lot of private investment. It took a lot of volunteers. But it started to turn around. And then after that, it, you know, we like to say we're still not quite where we want to be. There's still more room to grow. And I, Stockton coming in was great because now we became the, the, the first town that had a satellite campus of a, of a, a major South Jersey college, now university. Uh, so that was big. Uh, the expansion of the arts with the Eagle Theater, having an independent-owned coffee shop right in town. Then you have Anada come in, and they, you know, they really, you know, changed Hamilton for the better because now you offer them uh, a restaurant in the heart of town that serves wine, that serves some great food. Are right? you not proud to take people yeah. who from out of town come? Take them to Anadas. Take them to Anadas. Take them to Anadas. Funky Cow. Take them to all of them. Fiesta Mexicana. Take them to El Mariachi. Take them to, uh, um, you know, the, the Maplewood. There's, yeah, we have a lot of a lot of great restaurants in town, and then craft craft breweries started opening up and we really the winery started expanding and so at that time you know this is right when there started to be a recession and so a lot of other towns around us started to go the opposite way and Hamilton powered through all that and they mm. did that without tax increases and so you know people wanted to invest in making their you know um, updating their homes um, and so people wanted to come to Hamilton, and then we started getting people coming in from Philly to go to the shows, or New York, or Atlantic City. And we say all roads lead to Hamilton, and so all these people started coming into Hamilton. Then the press started, you know, the Philadelphia Inquirer, they're writing about uh, El Mariachi and Fiesta Mexicana, and then you have the press of Atlantic City talking about uh, our restaurants and our events. You have events. the Food Network the talking food network. about our cannolis. The cannolis, absolutely. And you have... You know, it just, it was at the right time, and and so a lot of, there's a lot that goes, uh, there's a lot that goes into that, and I wanted to be a part of it, and um, I feel as though just, you know, now we see expansion on the, on the White Horse Pike, and, and, and businesses, you know, the Super Wawa coming on, uh, on the right White the Horse corner, Pike, right, right on the corner, yep, that'll that came be, out of nowhere. that'll be completed by, uh, uh late fall early early winter i think they're looking at december 5th they're going fast yeah. and we're, we're we're still receiving interest from from uh, other businesses that want to move here then you have soccer tournaments out of tuckahoe turf farms that bring 
thousands of people on any given Saturday. You would never even know it. I had no but idea. drive out there on a Saturday in the fall, and there are 5,000 people. There are plates from Connecticut and New York and Virginia. And then, you know, when there's when the matches are over or they're in between um, their soccer matches, they come into town and they mm. spend their money here. And so, you know, that that's a good thing. And it's a good thing that keeps our economy going here. And uh, I'm happy to be a part of it. You said, though, that you're not there yet. What, right. what does the future look like? What do you want it to look like? I think you don't, you never want to rest and say, oh, it's good enough because it can it, it can be better. You know, I want people, and I feel like they say it now, but I want, I like when other towns say, boy, if we could just be like Hamilton, you know, if we could get to that level. And I, that, nothing makes me prouder than to hear that, than to have people come in and want to meet with elected officials and say, well, how did you do it? What, what are your secrets, basically? And it's, it's the people. You have, to, you have to have people that care about their community is the main thing. But we, we have to keep, you have to keep growing um, and keeping up with um, uh, the times. But economically, you want, to, you want to continue growing. You want to keep taxes down for the residents. Um, and so there's a lot of things that I think that uh, we would like to do. We just received a grant from the, um, the governor's office for uh, Main Street and for neighborhood preservation program that will be used by the Eagle Theater to, to uh, expand the theater and then fix up the, the, the art walk between it starts at Bellevue right next to Anata and That's Action fantastic. Travel. What kind of grant are we talking? $150,000. Oh, that's significant. Yeah. And so, and the state, you know, they they want to make sure that if they're giving you a grant, that you're putting it to good use. Right. And if they see you put one grant to good use, then the odds are you're going to be eligible to receive another grant because of what they saw you do with the first grant. So mm. we're we're hoping that you know, we, and I feel we have we we've made the right investment in our town, and we've made um, we put good grant dollars to use that hopefully make us eligible to receive more. And we just actually put another grant in for uh, $400,000 and I, I hope we, uh, we receive that, a small cities grant. Mm-hmm. A small cities grant for Hamilton, yeah. New Jersey. We deserve <laughs> it, man. A small town uh, it's, how does Cassie say it? Small town feel uh, big or no. <laughs> you got this, brother. I you got, got this. this. <laughs> By the way, Cassie has been uh, dropped on this podcast, I think like uh, five out of the six episodes. I can't wait to have yes. her on here. It is. It is. Um, it is small city appeal or small, big city appeal, <laughs> small town feel. Oh, yeah. she's gonna kill me, Did but it's it? perfect. No, I don't think I got it. You never got it. Edit that out. I think. We're <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see, my man. <laughs> so, um, before you go, my man, yeah. I got some chat pack questions that you get to choose right. one from. Best of luck to you, sir. All right, chat pack. So I read it. Go for it. If you could change one rule about your favorite sport, which rule would you change? Wow. What is your favorite sport? Are you a football guy? I love football. I'm a, you know, this people still going to rag on me for that. I'm a huge Steelers fan. Born and raised in Pittsburgh. Oh. Huge Steelers fan. Tom Gribben. And I love hockey. I'm a big hockey fan. So I'm a Penguins fan, too. Um, but was, I like the Phillies. I'm sorry, I might be totally off. Was, was, was Gretzky a penguin? No, Lemieux. Oh, okay. Lemieux. 
Lemieux. Yeah. I remember Lemieux. Yeah. Gretzky I was, watching was the with Blues Edmonton and Gretzky was with the Kings. Okay. So he was an oiler and he was a king. Um, no, we had Mario Lemieux who wore 66 because Gretzky was 99. Mm. And so Lemieux was a fan of Gretzky and he wore 66 in honor of who 99. Was Absolutely. Okay. Um, but one, change one rule about your favorite sport. Which rule would you change? That's a tough one. What's my favorite sport? I love watching football. And it, my, although my wife says it's boring, I do like watching golf. Um, what would I change? If nothing, we could take a pass and go right back to the chat pack. Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a really thinking. Yeah. Let me let me ask. Let me figure uh, out another one. All right, hopefully, this one will be. What is the biggest problem you've ever solved? And what was the key to solving it? Ooh, that's a good one for that you. That is Tom a good Graydon. one. The biggest problem you've ever solved, and what was the key to solving it? Oh, it's tough to think of on the spot, I'm sure, but you solved so many problems, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> problem solver, that's me. That is a tough one. It's the biggest problem you've ever solved. Would it be something with the town, with the family, with just something in childhood? Oh my gosh, I'm blanking put on the spot here i can't believe this was the biggest problem i ever solved um hmm dead air i can't think yeah of you know what too i think it's i think it's because you're such an optimistic person you don't dwell on these problems that you've I solved i don't try to i try to be optimistic yes yeah Very. well you definitely come off as optimistic Thanks. and i i feel like the people who are pessimistic probably go back to the problems that they solved and remember them and you probably solve a problem and you're like, all right, on to yeah, the next. Right. Dude. I can't believe it. Should Out I do three, another one? Bro, oh my gosh. I'm this, I only I'm have like a couple the cards worst left. One here. If you could change one thing about school and only one thing, what would it be? I would change the start time. You would? I would change the start time. I remember when I was in high school, there was a study that I read that said that kids don't fully, they're not fully awake and ready until like, I don't know, 9 a.m. or something like mm. that. And so we were starting, I know some kids start school at seven, you know, so I think I would change the start time. Yeah, I think a lot of kids I would, would push it back, that. push it back later, and then they would have to stay a little bit later. The teachers would be happy with it yeah. too. <laughs> I would change <laughs> like, the start time. Why not? Hey, before we go, um, you said you always want to get into martial arts, man. Yes. If you ever wanted to come train with me, open invitation. I would love to. I yeah. would love to. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now, I don't do taekwondo anymore or stand up. What I do do is what I do is jujitsu. So you probably want to research that a okay. little bit before. But Ben Ott showed up and he enjoyed it. That's right. Uh, he isn't. He's in. Yeah, he's definitely into that. He's not in. He's <laughs> not he in. Showed up once. And he okay. All right. I'll, I'll talk to him. I have to clear up one thing before I go. I absolutely. Brooke Sacco mentioned this. Uh-huh. Uh, I am a very superstitious person, and on election day, the sandwich <laughs> or the soup was the it? Soup. Yes, <laughs> we go to Silver Coin. Um, we go to Silver Coin almost every election day for lunch, and it's Tuesday, and they serve chicken and rice soup. And I tell everybody, don't have the chicken and rice soup on election day, because that's a surefire way you're gonna lose. Oh, you shouldn't have cleared that up. Now all your opponents don't know. mail me chicken and rice <laughs> soup. No. They're gonna avoid it themselves. Yes. Now. Yeah. That's a pretty funny superstition. That's my superstition, but I is oh, that the I, superstition? Or are you like no, like it's yeah, I'm I'm pretty like I'll 
you like Kathy Luca. Shout out to Kathy Luca. She taught me you have to go out the same door you came in, and ever since she told me that, I have to do that. No. Yes. What? Tom Grippen. That's. <laughs> it's crazy, that, right? That probably adds a lot crazy. of time to your <laughs> point A to point B. Wow. Yes. If you enter a house through the front door, you have to go in the front door. If you enter a house in the back door, you have to go out the do back door. Do you ever not? go by that rule? I guess sometimes I do. But it feels terrible when you do it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But it's crazy. Yeah, superstitious. It's totally crazy. One of those level-headed dudes I know. Competitive. Yeah, I'd say I'm competitive and superstitious. What are you competitive in? Um, Besides golf. Golf. Uh, well, I'm an attorney, so you have mm. to be. I don't like to, to lose. It. you got to be in it to win it. And... Um, so a lot of prep. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm very into preparation. Right I got to you got to be prepared for those hearings. You got to give a good opening, and you got to sell it. You got to believe what you're selling. So uh, I do that, and trivia. I'm oh, competitive and Jeopardy trivia. guy, trivia Jeopardy. Um, uh, you know, like anything. I'm, I'm a, I feel like I'm a walking book of useless information. Okay. Um, well, I, get, I, I got some good games we should okay. play one of these days, and. Um, uh, I just want to say, Tom Gribben, thank you for coming on. Thank the show, you. Man. Thanks for having me. Paige, thank you for Paige this amazing G. illustration. Paige, you will love that. Yeah. And is there anyone else? We gave like a million shout outs. Anyone else you want to say hi to? I want to say, I want to say hi to Brooke Sacco. I did, I did mention, I want to say hi to her because she mentioned me. Um, my family, um, everybody, everybody in Hamilton that I love. It's a lot of people you're going to shout out to. a lot of people, yeah. All, all, uh, all 15,000 of you. There's 15,000 of us, huh? 15,000 in yeah. just, just maybe a shade under, but we're, we're right. right there. So. Right on. Thank you, Tom Griffin. Thank you, Sam. Take care.